Welcome back for another episode of Dreamers Den Podcast. I am Danielle Towner, your host, and I help entrepreneurs make their dreams come true through marketing and creative strategies. And today we're going to change things up a bit. I know you're used to me being the host, but I have my intern on with me, Thomas Andrews. He's been with me since the summer, and so now I'm going to put him in the driver's seat and we're going to switch things around and he's going to interview me. So welcome on Thomas. I'm glad to be here and I'm glad for the opportunity. Awesome. Awesome. This is a chance for you guys to get to know me. So here we go. All right. When you decided to venture off into entrepreneurship, what motivated you to make that step? Because I know that's a really big step to take especially if you're so used to like a nine to five. Yes, it is a tremendous step to take. And what motivated me is that I always had a vision or I always had an idea of what I wanted my life to be like. And within that, I knew that I wanted more control over my time and my schedule and the way that I worked. So I kind of, I guess I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to have a flexible schedule and I wanted to be available for my family. Like I I didn't have children then and I had, you know, no idea about how that would go or when that would happen. But I knew when I, when that did come about, when I did have a family, um, I wanted that flexibility. I didn't want to raise my hand for permission to be available for my child for, you know, anything that he had going on, any life events. And I also knew that I wanted the option and opportunity to work remotely and, you know, have the option to travel or to be virtual or have any flexible setup that I wanted. And this is before it exploded the way that it has now. But that's the vision that I had then. So it was more so a thing that you wanted to be able to control what was going on in your life for when anything came up. Yes, absolutely. And that's what kind of motivated me to take the entrepreneurial route, because that's really unless you have a flexible boss who's an entrepreneur who's trying to have that set up and that vision for his company, that's really the closest way that you're going to get to having that control. Since obviously you've been an entrepreneur for quite a while, what hardships did you face from the beginning? In entrepreneurship, especially in the beginning, there could be be several different hardships. But I would have to say early on, it was just figuring things out and drilling them, them down to specifically how I wanted things to go and what I wanted to do because I had so many different ideas. And I would say also just in those early stages, that fluctuating revenue and just getting control of it's always a risk in entrepreneurship, but just getting control or having more of a projection or predictability about revenue. So I would say in the beginning, those were some of my hardships and just not, you know, getting to the point of not being discouraged about those things and not being discouraged and doubting your, not doubting yourself when others may be doubting you or wondering, you know, what in the world has, does she have going on? Okay, then. So 
this really does have to be something that you jump wholeheartedly into the abyss for. It can't be something that you kind of want to do. It has to be more of a driven thing because most people, if they don't see results, let's say in the next few months, they might just drop the idea entirely and just go back to the nine to five and feel like they would have never made it in the first place. Right. And that does happen. And I have gotten discouraged with certain things, but it, it is, it's not for the faint at heart. And it's not for the people who want to stick, stick your pinky toe in the water or even stick your, your big toe in the water and just see what the temperature is. You just, you kind of have to, <laughs> you kind of have to, <laughs> you have to kind of, you know, dive in that you know look ahead of course look ahead and see what's going on see what's out there but at the same time you have to dive in there to really you know know what's going on and it's not it's not for somebody who's gonna say well let me check this out and if if this doesn't go how i planned it or how i like it then you know then that's it for me because everything's not gonna go as planned and everything's not gonna go how you want it to go you have to persist through those rough patches so this has to be a full conscious decision something that you just straight want to do it can't be just something okay i got you and there is a debate between okay you should focus on what's going to feed your family and some people say no you should focus on your passion and i say you should focus on both because that's like you said, like something that you're going to be driven about and that you really want to do if you're passionate about it. But at the same time, you have to do it in a logical way to where it, it is going to bring, you know, it's going to take care of your family and take care of your business. We've been talking about what made you decide to do it, but I don't know if we actually just talked about what was your initial dream. What things stood out to you and yourself to make you feel like I could do this and I want to make that jump what was the dream that you had in mind what's the goal that you want to reach to say well I knew that I have always been like imaginative and and creative I knew that was a gift and I knew that that was something that I couldn't keep to myself I tried to but you know people would of course, when you see certain things and you see the need, then you're going to make suggestions. And then when you help other people and they feel they find value in what you've done for them, they're going to say, well, this is what you should be doing. And you need to tell this person about this. And, you know, you get to a point to where even when you try to keep it to yourself, you, you have to let your light shine. And so my initial dream from that was to, once I embraced that, it was to help as many people as I possibly could. And at the same time, the dream that I'm still working on incorporating is to allow others to have the same flexibility in their work and in what they're gifted in and what they're passionate about. Since you've been at this for a while, and obviously you decided to stay the course, do you think that this is better than a nine to five overall? Absolutely, absolutely. I feel like you work just as hard, if not harder, or that's what you should do. I used to have a managing partner who would always ask, are you working as hard for yourself as you would work for someone else? So I absolutely feel like it's worth it if you put in the work 
if you do the work and and you show up for yourself every day. And I feel like those benefits that I talked about, having your time and having that flexibility is definitely worth it. Now, in the beginning phases or before you build that team, it can be a lonely experience because it's just you and if you're used to having the experience of culture and having the experience of employees that you build relationships with then that can be you know that's something that you have to think about and and look in comparison to but there are ways to even replace that or make that a better experience but i would say overall like hands down for me It's better than a nine to five. I don't get stuck in traffic because I can decide when I travel out to do appointments or to handle business things and when I don't have to. I put in the request for when I'm off and I approve the request for when I'm off. So even if it's people that are a part of my team, that's something that I want them to be in control of as long as they, like I said, as long as you do the work and as long as you show up for yourself. Since you... All right, control all that. I wonder if you could fire yourself. Just be like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think, I think you're taking too many off days off, Thomas. I'm like, oh man, sorry. I, I'll try to be better next time. But, um, you, you do have to give yourself some pep talk sometimes. Like, okay, what are you doing? You messing up today. <laughs> I mean, some of the best criticism is the criticism you give yourself. And, I know that really does drive home when you work for yourself. Who else you going to yell at but you <laughs> when something goes wrong? Right. right. You messed up that design. Well, maybe you should straighten that line a little bit more. You right. <laughs> so, I, so, I mean, that's really cool that you do have to keep yourself accountable. And I know it's really hard to keep yourself accountable, especially. I think it makes it a little easier just because you know that you have so much on the line. Like, you got your livelihood on the line. You got... um the support that you are trying to give to your family on the line. So, so right. I do I do see the reasons why it would be the better option because, you know, when people have a job, I notice some people just, well, I could find another job, but if you in there by yourself, it's not like you could just find another business for yourself to promote, you know? So, right. <laughs> so um, since you do have to keep yourself aware of what's going on and how you're doing your stuff to make sure everything goes as smoothly as possible. What is some of the processes that you use to help with time management? Because time management is one of the biggest things when you're in any type of business or profession, you have to make sure everything is going in the right order or everything it fits in since there's only 24 hours in the day. Absolutely. And as a mompreneur, that throws in an even tougher challenge, especially with my son's um, me still being a full-time, you know, mom and a full-time business owner. And that's one of the things like I talk about the freedom of having your time, but that freedom can be a blessing or a curse, like you said, depending on how you manage your time. So one of the things that um there there are a couple things that I do as far as processes. And some of them are automated, some of them are manual, and some of them are just, you know, a mentality thing. 
So what I try to do is I write out a to-do list. Some people do it daily. I do a weekly to-do list and I kind of break it down in, okay, this is what I'm going to tackle for today. But within that day, I try to wake up and start off with meditation or quiet time. But I start off with like devotional and prayer. You know, I worked out and eat breakfast, you know, just try to get my body and my mind prepared for the day. And then after that, I get into my to-do list, but I also use systems. One of them that's been business changing and life changing and productivity changing is Trello because it gives it, it gives the ability to do so many different things with note taking and to-do lists and just um, your overall process for every area of your business and each project for your business. You know, whether it's managing my clients' projects, whether it's managing projects I have going on within my business, Trello has been been awesome. Um, prior to that, I use Evernote quite a bit, but those are some of the things that I use in addition to my calendar system for scheduling for clients and also for myself. Everything I set reminders for and I set it up in my calendar and just try to keep track of that and meeting those deadlines. Okay, so it comes down to what you want to get done that day and also what you have scheduled so all this would help in the long run with you scheduling clients also if you have your life tailored to doing stuff in a certain time because especially since you're in business with yourself you know when something just wouldn't go for you you know just like oh i can't do that because i have this scheduled would it be better for us to do this at this time right exactly and a planner and a calendar is really good for that right exactly and one thing that I struggled with early on was kind of adjusting. Now, you do have to be a little bit flexible, but I would kind of, you know, move things around based on what the client said. And sometimes you have to say, okay, this time is not available. Would this day at this time work better? Sometimes you have to do that. And sometimes it shows that you are serious about your business and that you do have things going on and you're not just wait, sitting around waiting on that specific client when you do show that your schedule is full or filling versus trying to maneuver around what they say. Since we've been talking about this, you've been given a lot of insight on like motivation and ways to keep yourself just in line with what you're trying to do. Has there ever been a time, let's say past the beginning stages where you just wanted to give up and go back to a nine to five and work for somebody else or as soon as you got the understanding of this is mine and i'm doing this was that enough to keep you going or you know was just was there just ever a time where you just wanted to quit and just say I, i'm not doing this anymore there was a point where i quit every day Meaning basically I got frustrated and I was like, okay, maybe this is not it. I'm not doing this, but you wake up and you live to fight another day. And now with your circle and people who you thought may support you or people who just don't understand or people who are traditional and are like, well, why don't you just get a regular job? That can, you know, resonate 
and make you feel like, okay, well, maybe I should. But at the end of the day, you have to think about what you really want and why you wanted it in the first place. You have to think about your reason. Think about your progress, where you were when you first started versus where you are now. So yeah, I, I definitely have wanted to give up. I, I don't think I've ever went as far as, you know, saying, oh, let me go apply for a nine to five. But I have had those moments where I'm like, I quit or at least for today. (laughs) In other words, you've had times where you might have shut down for a few hours to count the money, but you didn't completely close shop. It was just like, (laughs) it's a momentary stall. I can't let nobody come in right now. Right. Come to Jesus moment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just like I need some I need somebody to tell me that this is worth it. You know, okay. Right. <laughs> and I'm glad that it was always something there because I mean, I know it's all it's not always something there, but I'm glad that you did have the drive because you do really well with what you do from my experience of seeing what you do. Well, thank you. That means I'm on the right track if my intern is, you know, giving me a compliment. Thank you. I mean, I mean, it means you're on the right track if you was able to get an intern because it's difficult to deal with interns because not all of them do what you need and not all, all of them have the availability and help that you might that might be ideal so the way that you have managed this is very this may be my first internship but i feel like you did very well well thank you thank you how did you sell yourself to a potential client like what's the process of someone coming to you and saying, hey, you do this service, you know, I want you. How do you go after people as in looking for a potential client? Because you do a service that someone needs. How do you put yourself out there for them to choose you over the multitude of people that may do the same thing? Well, the first thing that I do is I kind of, I listen to them and that could be over the phone during a consultation. Um, That could be in person, just hearing people. It could be online, just seeing what people post, or it could just be just viewing things about their business. But I identify their need or the problem that they need to solve from one of those methods. Let's, for, for instance, I've seen, you know, when early on when I was doing a lot of design work, I've seen where people might hand me a business card and I'm like, oh, it's time to update this. Or, you know, well, do you have a website? Or, you know, I would take that approach. But even if it's during a consultation and they haven't booked a service yet, I listen to them and I listen to the problems and identify the needs that they have. And from there, looking at the services I provide, looking at my strengths, looking at what the vision that I have already for them during that time, then I highlight those things in my conversation. And so it's not a kind of pushy sales tactic. It's more of a discussion and building that relationship and making them feel comfortable that I can provide what they need. It sounds more of a passive aggressive approach, you know, not as in what a salesperson might do as in going after you. It's more so of noticing what they need and letting them know that um, you're able to help them with that. And That's a really, I see that as a good way to build the relationships more so than to just, you know, get a client for this one time. Like, 
if you're actually understanding what the people need and giving it to them, because I know some people may be very difficult to deal with. If they see that you're willing to stay there because you understand what they're trying to do, that opens the door for you to do more business with them. And I see that as a really good approach. Yeah, absolutely. Now, there are times during the process where they, they might need a little nudge, but it, it's just a, it's still a certain method to it. It's a way that you can ask them or a way that you can give them a choice to where they're still making the decision, but you're still, you know, you're still, you're giving them a decision to make. Mm. Okay. Yes, I feel like that that is a long, a better long-term approach. And not only will they come back and do business with you if you keep, you know, maintain that relationship, but they'll send people that they care about and that they have relationships within business. They'll send them to you because they like you, they know you, and they trust you. Was figuring out your worth a challenge after going into business for yourself, such as maybe figuring out your pricing or just figuring out out of the things you decided the services that you was decided that you were gonna give was figuring out what they was gonna cost hard or difficult in any way i would say yes simply because i started off with pricing that was fairly low based on what i've seen from fellow entrepreneurs and and others in the same industry other digital marketers yeah. and it took a while for me to increase pricing so i would say that at first i kind of was scared out of my mind to raise pricing because I was afraid to lose what I had built. But eventually, like, you'll know when it's time to increase pricing because your demand will increase and you have a certain capacity. And also you have, you, you'll reach a point to where you're like, okay, if I don't make some adjustments, I'm going to burn out. And so you'll know that that's time to increase your pricing, add in some automation, do something to take some of the pressure off of you, but still maintain and continue to build your revenue. So I, I would say it was a challenge simply because I was afraid of losing, but you just have to think about, like you said, no, you have to know your worth. You have to know what you're worthy of and you have to know and be confident in what you can produce and what you can provide. And so the people who don't stick around or the people who choose not to accept it or say, well, I can get this cheaper elsewhere, then open the door for them and let them go because that's not your client. Yeah, they just exited their self out of your demographic. <laughs> I see it as when you have your prices so low and then you do like a small jump because like you said, the the fluctuation in, in business that comes your way and the people that do drop off really don't see that the cheaper content is not always going to come out is great so yeah it does really make sense for you to just let them go because you know they might go notice but like oh i guess i do need to pay that little extra and then come on back <laughs> <laughs> There are extenuating circumstances where if that person has been a loyal client or they're getting multiple services from you where they say, okay, this is my budget. And you can say to them, well, this is what I can do for you with that budget. But you'll know the difference. You'll know the difference in someone who's just un unable or unwilling or someone who really is trying to work with you and work with what they have. This question is really one of those that can help anybody. What was the best advice you received while entre entrepreneuring and beforehand? 
What was something that somebody said to you that really drove home to what you was trying to do and helped inspire you to keep going? Because a lot of people don't notice when they say that one phrase that'll really help somebody. So I would like for you to share that so it might help somebody else. (laughs) The best advice I received um, was to do a business plan. And that's simply because it really does give you a snapshot of what you want and how you're going to get it and how you're going to exceed your expectations. Or, you know, it gives you financial projections. It gives you marketing projections. It gives you everything that you need. And it may not necessarily go exactly according to plan, but it keeps you on track versus just doing things freely and all over the place however you want to do it with that being said something that really like just clicked and it just made the change in my business and how I do things and how I operate things was you know to be authentic be authentic build those relationships and you'll have you'll build the right relationships based off of you being authentic and your target market your tribe falling in love with you and wanting to do business with you and wanting you to succeed if you're all over the place or trying to do things how I think people like it or how I want you know I want people to accept me and I shouldn't say this or do that if you overthink that you're you're gonna put too much time and energy into that when you can just be yourself and they can accept you for you and it'll be people that you you want to work with and and do business with and that you want to help so just don't be afraid to be who you are and just let the right people who you want to be in your market let let them come based gravitate to you based on your authentic personality well this has been very helpful in some of the things i want to know lately i've been finding myself asking questions of people more established than myself just so i can hear the process of what they did not to say that that's the process that's going to help me because you can take what I've noticed that you can take from a lot of what different people did and just add it to yourself in a way that would help you because not all information and not all processes of the way people did things to develop their self will work for everybody. Yeah, that's what another person that I know, they put it as here but not here and see but not see. And I kind of in some cases I take that to mean you you take, you know, you take out of it from that advice, um, what you need. And you don't, like you said, you don't have to take everything or everything may not apply to you, but some things will and some things are helpful, but you're on the right track. And I think you did a great job with this interview. <laughs> what What do you guys think? Feel free to comment on the, on the website or in Anchor. You can press record and give Thomas some feedback on his first podcast interview. And let them know what you thought about it. <laughs> I would really love to hear y'all opinions and what ways I can do this better or just what ways I can go about maybe entrepreneuring and podcasting. Just any advice you can give, I'd be happy to hear it and read it and assess it. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm glad you reached out um, with it. And all you can, you know, all people can do is give you a yes or a no. So I mean, that, like, you doing that, that's one of the steps in entrepreneurship is is taking that risk or 
you know, stepping out there and stepping out on faith and, and asking for what you need and what you want. And all they can do is give you a yes or a no. And sometimes the no, it's just a not right now. So it's not really even a no. I'm learning that. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a great experience. I'm glad I was able to share some things about myself. And I'm glad Thomas has stepped out there and started his entrepreneurial journey with podcasting. And we'll continue with that. Said, If you guys have any more questions, feel free to ask. And I hope you enjoyed this and we will see you again next week. And as I always end the show with saying, dream until your dreams come true.